In just over a week, it's time for BlizzCon Wine, the definitive best name for a virtual convention I've ever heard. It's an interesting time for Blizzard, as it slowly loses whatever soul it had left. But let's try to ignore that for the moment and discuss everything we can expect from the show. From Vicarious Visions Diablo 2 Remake, to Are We Prepared for the Burning Crusade Classic? Probably, yeah. As well as updates on Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. Check the timestamps to jump straight into the discussion. Hello and welcome to the one and the only quick save the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch, as always, and joining me is Callum. Greetings. And uh, like I said in the intro, we are talking about BlizzCon Line, which is, like I the said in the name. intro again, the best <laughs> name. Like, when you make an online version of something, Blizzard have nailed it. They really have, yeah. Unlike the release of Warcraft 3 Reforged, <laughs> which still stings. So, obviously, Diablo 4 is the big one because... After Diablo Immortals, which we're not talking about, but you can expect it, which is sort of unfortunate because it will be here. Um, but Diablo 4 was announced at BlizzCon 2019, the last BlizzCon, because BlizzCon 2020 was pushed to in a week's time. So you can expect a trailer for it, not the one that's showing, but a new <laughs> trailer. Um, and I expect a new class reveal to tie it with the Diablo 2 remake, which we'll get to. And my expectation is that it'll be Diablo 2's Amazon class, which um, uses spears and stuff. I didn't play Diablo 2. You didn't play Diablo 2. Neither, yeah. Which neither of us have played Diablo 2. <laughs> with a remake, we will. And another thing you can probably expect is, I think, would be a beta announcement, as it played a very key role. In the last Diablo game, which was Diablo 3. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. And and probably as far as a beta, it would probably be a good time to do it just to kind of like renew interest as well. I mean, it's it's obviously, you know, Diablo. So it it has a very big player base anyway. But I think, like you said, it's it's kind of crazy that it was first announced back in 2019. And obviously we kind of, you know, didn't have BlizzCon last year. So I think probably having a beta would be a wise move. Do you remember BlizzCon 2018 where it was all hyped for Diablo 4 and then it was Diablo Immortals? Oh, God, that was, yeah, just, just so, like, short-sighted. Like, it was, yeah. You all have phones. <laughs> Definitely not Blizzard's finest hour. No. So, <laughs> now, obviously, you've gone through expectations. I do want to discuss more about Diablo 4 and why it's our most anticipated one, or at least mine. I don't know about you, but, like, I think to talk about Diablo, it's like both of us got into it with Diablo 3. Not any other Diablo because Diablo 3 is the best selling one. Yeah. It sold shitloads. So, the reason why I'm personally excited is that Diablo 4, I almost said 3, some people don't consider 3 the sequel, is that Diablo 4 is an open world shared online game that sounds remarkably like an MMO. Yeah, it seems to be taking what was good about the game and then putting it into an MMO kind of thing, which Diablo 3 kind of went for but this seems to be taking it further in actually good ways because it has mmo areas like pvp and world events happening in the oval map which is now an open world thing i don't think it'll be randomized yeah however dungeons are separate which will be randomized my real question to you is how much should they lean on the mmo genre 
Like, should they add raids and go all in or take a step back and keep it more grounded in yeah. what 3 was? I, I think that's the thing that interests me most about this because, like, I, I didn't know a huge amount about this match, like, before, like, kind of, like, doing this video, like, going back to, like, the cinematic trailer and some of the gameplay trailers. Um, but I, I personally think the idea of, you know, making it more like MO is actually really exciting. Like, it's it, it almost just seems like kind of a natural fit, like, for the game. And like you said, they had started to do that to some degree with Diablo 3, but it wasn't kind of fully fledged. Like it was still, for the most part, a single player experience. And then you had the option of playing co-op as well with friends. Um, but I, I think the idea of actually making it, you know, fully open world and actually almost more like MMO is actually really exciting. And obviously that's a real strength of Blizzards as well. So I, I think the more they lean into that, I think potentially the better. Yeah, I think it's probably going to fall under the same complaints that Diablo 3 has in that people kind of, don't want that some people don't yeah and i can kind of see why in a lot of ways that you would like it to be like what diablo 2 was especially for people that like grew up with that series yeah, and like are used to it as a single player sort of yeah it's sort of funny that you call it single player when BattleNet was made for diablo 2 and sort of <laughs> reinvented diablo a bit and i'd say diablo 2 is more meaningful than diablo 1 was in terms of establishing the genre as it stands yeah I know I'm definitely all for the MMO thing because I think mm. like it creates it's got pros and cons but I think for me I like the way they're kind of looking more into ex seeing what Diablo could be and like this Path of Exile there's other Diablo like games that are online but this seems to be like Blizzard taking what's been good about Path of Exile mm. and all these other new Diablo games and like using it to make their own game better which is sort of what Blizzard's always done. Yeah. Like when you think about World of Warcraft, it was just EverQuest done better for that time. Mm. And so like a lot of these are like that. Yeah, I, I think that's always really been their strength. I think that's also a wise thing as a game developer as well, because like there are so many games competing in that space that it actually, it just makes sense to take like the things that have worked from other series. And it's not as if they're like copying things. Like it's basically like taking things like you said and almost like tweaking it and just kind of perfecting yeah, it. Yeah, and I putting think, them all together to make something that is better. Yeah, yeah, like taking a blend of kind of things that work across different games or like different genres and making it work. And I think that that seems to be now what they're doing with Diablo 4 as well. Yeah, so um, I'm excited. We'll definitely learn more about this. They have yeah. a couple panels on it, which of course they do. It's the next big upcoming thing. So. Yeah, I, I think for me, this this would be my most anticipated as well, for sure. Like just looking through this list, I think this is, yeah, again, not not something I knew a huge amount about, but watching some of the gameplay trailers and they've, they've shown off a decent amount of gameplay already. So yeah, we, we know what it looks so, like. Um, we know what so, it looks yeah. like. It's definitely going for that more gothic, dark kind of look to it, which I do like. I like a lot of how it's looking. It looks very like it's not colorful which i don't think diablo should be yeah it should and, be dark and gritty yeah which is what they've definitely nailed in this i like that talent trees are returning i like that there's darkness there's clear darkness in the areas and i like the spell effects lighting up the darkness other things mechanically that you can dodge roll which is coming straight off the console versions of Diablo 3. Yeah, and I think also the potentially the scale of it is is exciting as well, like how big the game could actually be, like given that it's fully open world and these sort of like MMO elements too. Like it, it could be a really, you know, quite a huge game yeah, as well. and they've shown abilities that take advantage of that, like the barbarian jumps, like as I say, um, he jumps yeah. off the platform over to the other area. Mm, like across, across yeah. like, yeah. And I think there's a lot of good things I can do in that. So there's, they've shown off three classes so far. 
which is the Druid, Barbarian, and Sorceress. I said they might add the Amazon because they'll link it to Diablo 2. But how many classes do you think there will be? Because there's a lot of classes from Diablo 3 that are represented here. Yeah, I, I almost feel that, like, because we were sort of discussing it a bit beforehand, Mitch, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, Diablo 3 had five at launch. I, I think this one could maybe have more. It might have maybe six. I, I do think that almost they are being kind of, like, deliberately a little bit coy with, like, maybe not showing off too much about the new classes. Yeah. Because, like you said, the ones that we've seen are kind of a bit more familiar. But there, there's a couple, yeah, even from Diablo 3 that aren't there. So I think they'll definitely have a probably a brand new class and then maybe, like, one or two others. So probably at least five minimum. Yeah. Possibly even six yeah which software was brand new so it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if they come up with like a new kind of thing i'd be upset if demon hunter doesn't appear because i really be cool. enjoyed that mm. but i think it would be a cool fit for diablo there's yeah, no guarantee but the amazon sort of can replace that in a way mm. as well as rogues which weren't really a part which are in diablo yeah so there's lots of options and yeah i think I really like the Necromancer DLC they added for three, mm. which is from Diablo 2, which was one of the more fun classes. Like just building up bone armor from all the corpses, mm. blowing up all the bodies is just like, this is metal. Yeah, that, that was always a very cool class, just as far as the lore, like just the actual like class sort of like role. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, very cool. So I think Diablo 4, very exciting. You can expect a lot of good mm. things from BlizzCon because it'll be, it's time to shine. And there's one thing you can't expect is that it will release this year. Yeah. I think you may see like a tentative release date of 2022 at the end or mm. something like that. But I reckon they'll talk about a beta and that beta will be this year because they've yeah. already shown off and let people play it. So moving on to the more interesting development news thing that happened a little while ago, which is in regards to Diablo 2 having a remake. I expect it to be revealed with a trailer and a release date. Or, again, maybe a beta so they avoid the Warcraft 3 disaster because mm. that just released without feedback, without anyone having any yep. suggestions of what it could be and just, like, didn't hit the mark. Do I expect them to talk about Warcraft 3 Reforged? Maybe. <laughs> Do I expect them to try and mend <laughs> the damage? It, yeah. <laughs> like, mend the bridge. <laughs> the bridge is shattered into little pieces. It's very hard to fix at this point. So you can expect that... I don't think it'll affect the original release of Diablo 2. Mm. I think it'll be its own separate thing because that was part of the backlash. I think that's as another well. thing that probably, yeah, you would think they would have learned from, from Warcraft 3. Yeah, because like, front, don't yeah. touch, leave the original for people who want to play the original. Yeah. Who enjoy that in the shape it's in and then update it for new fans who are playing this new version mm. that doesn't affect the other one. And I think, like you say, I think in retrospect, that was a big mistake, especially for something, you know, as beloved as Warcraft 3 and now also Diablo 2. I think it would be a mistake not to have some sort of beta because, you know, it is a game that like is, is loved by so many people. And, and, and it's actually a good thing to get as much feedback as you can from the player base because they can maybe spot things that, you know, were missed out in development. Well, people who've been playing this game for 21 years yeah. now, yeah. who I'm sure that fan community is dedicated and I know they are, and they are going to want it to be how they remember it and i want to experience it mm. the way they remember it because neither of us has played diablo 2 i was mm. seven when diablo 2 came out we were like five. i was probably like five yeah yeah so shouldn't <laughs> be playing this game i did <laughs> play grand theft auto at seven so um yeah i also expected to release before diablo 4 mm. that was a good rhyme let's do that again <laughs> Um, so now to get into what's really interesting is the news that led up to it. It involves the death of a studio. It involves a lot of interesting facts. So 
According to Jason Trier, who this podcast cannot exist without, apparently, <laughs> this remake's been going on for a while. And Blizzard pulled the remake from Team One, which is their classic team, who was in charge of Warcraft 3 Reforged, and um, they lost that. And then it was given to the Diablo team, which is now overseeing it with Vicarious Visions, developers of Destiny 2's PC port, Crash, Insane Trilogy, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on the project. So what's happened now is Vicarious Visions is gone. It's just been merged into Blizzard, which is sort of a sad fate for a studio that's done so well in remasters, just to be told, now you're part of Blizzard. And I, I say, look, I trust them to make this game. Like, I, the previous remakes they've done have been excellent, and I wouldn't yeah. trust another developer. It's just sad that we don't get to see them try something else after this. Yeah. Because they are now Blizzard. It is, yeah. And, and it's like, it, it is definitely a shame, but I think, like you say, it's in terms of, like, dealing with, like, this project or, like, handling this project, which is, like, very important. And I think it's almost, it's very important that they get it right after what happened with Warcraft 3, like, just to show yeah, that. they cannot y- have that. Yeah, happen. exactly. Like, something that is, like, so beloved from their from their history, I think they really have to get it right. So, they, they seem to be the right studio to do it, um, you know, based on, yeah, like you said, based on their track record. It's fun looking into Diablo 2 because... There was an article on GameSpot I found. The co-creator of Diablo 2, Max Schaefer, recalled that in the 11th hour of Diablo 2's development, the entire backup of the game's source code and assets were lost, and that it would be very difficult for Blizzard to do a Diablo 2 remaster. He said remaster, but this is a remake because of all the assets that I used are pretty much gone. They'd have to make it from scratch. So this is a big project, and... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when it launches because if they've had to remake a lot of stuff. Mm. But in my mind these days, they probably have tools that can go into like the software itself and kind of rip it apart. Yeah. There's probably been like a studio who's looked into this because mm. remakes and remasters are becoming so popular. Yeah. And that the source code maybe mm. hasn't lasted 21 years, but they need to mm. just figure it out. And it's very interesting to see how what that means, what yeah. that data loss is going to mean for this project. And it either means a lot of effort or have they reused a lot of Diablo 3 assets to make it possible? Yeah, in terms of like maybe just to make it more like efficient. Like that, yeah, that's that's kind of the question. It'd be interesting to see kind of behind the scenes, like how that actually affected things. Yeah, I um, wish Blizzard sure, were yeah. open about what happened behind the scenes because they don't mm. really ever talk about it. So I think it's probably a lot of effort. I think they know yeah. how much Diablo 2 means to the fans. And like what it means to Diablo as a whole that I guess they knew they about Warcraft 3 as well. But what did that ultimately mean? <laughs> so it does interest me a lot because mm. like, as we said, we weren't old enough to play it at launch. I've been meaning to play it for a long time and remakes yeah. often appear at the time you really want to play something. Mm. And so I'm curious to see how that game holds up these days yeah me too I, I think it's also a very good time to launch it because like obviously there's like a lot of renewed interest in diablo because of diablo 4 and it's and i feel like it's yeah like it's, it's it's been like long enough since um you know diablo 3 like since the last full sequel so i think yeah either you know either for people that like are interested in diablo now because of 4 like missed out on 2 like us at the time um or obviously for those who actually like grew up playing diablo like it's it's yeah it's really exciting i, I really hope they get it right because it's yeah, I think I think it's a really could potentially be very cool to see it remade today. And so moving on from the dark realms of 
Diablo and sadness and misery. I think it's time to talk about Overwatch 2, a game that people don't think needed to exist. But um, (laughs) so there's a lot you can expect about it. We'll get into that. Overwatch 2 has a behind the scenes as its main panel. So that tells us a bunch of things is that they're not going to talk about that much about it, which is sort of becoming an issue because it was announced at BlizzCon 2019 as a full sequel to Overwatch with an added focus on story and hero missions, which for the most part the original game didn't have outside Mm. of a few like um, seasonal things like they used to have. Um, So that's really interesting. The hero missions are separate from the story and are highly replayable. Players can level up heroes and unlock customization options that modify their abilities in the game. So they're really trying to create more PvE, which I find pretty interesting. And like, honestly, it's the only thing that makes me more interested in it because at launch I played, and that's been years now, I'm just not that interested in the PvP side of things anymore. I know it's a PvP shooter, but like Callum is someone who skipped the original game yeah does a pve mode make it more compelling for you to be interested in it yeah i I think it definitely does like i'm sort of in the same boat as you know pretty much exactly what you just said where like just this type of game nowadays doesn't it it doesn't have the same appeal and i think that's kind of a mix of things like i think for one it's having less time but it's it's also like that that was kind of more so what i used to do with friends like i think a big part of like playing these games over the years is you have a good group of friends that you play with yeah um and sort of a lot of my friends that play games now kind of play a mixture of different games. So, yeah, I, I kind of... And it wasn't necessarily to do with the game per se, because I remember in the lead up to even to the first Overwatch being really excited for it and thinking it looked really, you know, kind of fresh and quite cool. Um, but just, yeah, literally just just kind of never got around to playing it. Um, but I think that the idea of having more PvE content in this one, I think definitely is is interesting. Yeah, I think it would, it would probably make me more open to giving it a shot instead of just being, you know, a straight sequel just with, you know, new maps and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... Definitely curious, I would say, to, yeah. see, to see what it's like. I'm curious yeah. how substantial it is, how many yeah. options there are, how often they release them. Is it like a fully fledged mode, or is it just kind of like a yeah, like a? I a mean, small by the kind sounds of, of it, it's fully fledged, but yeah, it, it I does take sound that with like a grain of salt because yeah, it's interesting to see how it'll be. It's been so long since the original, and it's also been a while since Overwatch has had real updates. And, like, that game sort of, its popularity is really losing steam. But anyway, based on all that stuff and previous showings, I expect to see a new PvE and probably a PvP map. And just, like, to generate hype, to generate interest. Even if it's, like, maybe one level and, like, a behind-the-scenes look at, like, a new map and probably a look into the new hero, Sojourn. I don't know if I pronounce it right or if it's, like, Sojourn. Or something I'm like in my notes, I think I'm missing a letter. I think sojourn, yeah. Sojourn, like yeah. take a sojourn. Sojourn, yeah. <laughs> that's a real word. Is a bit it? French sounding. Well, they're Canadian and they're a captain of Overwatch. That's the law. That's all I know about it. Don't question it. So I'd love to see a new animated short. You know those really good animated yeah. things they used to bring out. I remember like watching this it. One. Yeah, I, I remember watching a couple of those, even as someone who wasn't like an Overwatch player, and thinking like, "Man, this is." I mean, Blizzard are always, you know, nail it when they it comes to their animation. They just need to make their own series. Yeah, that, I would actually watch that. Like, even as someone who like doesn't play the game, like they're just an yeah, Overwatch series cool. would be great. It's about five years too late, but <laughs> it would be really good because the thing that made me 
like put Overwatch on the map was Blizzard making a new game. Mm. But it was also <laughs> the um, the art style they have for these. It's almost it's really cool. esque mm. which is like what Bridger Kaner and other things are like. These look so good. And I really wish they'd make more. Anyway, tangent over. Um, so a couple of interesting things about Overwatch 2 and things that almost hurt it as a sequel that make it sound a bit redundant is that all characters and maps will transfer over. All existing Overwatch cosmetics will carry over as well. Mm. It's fully compatible with the original as Overwatch 2 players can party up with Overwatch 1. And Overwatch 1 is receiving every new PvP map. So they're trying to not lose that, like, the amount of players they have. That's always kind of the risk we say, like, even with Destiny was kind of the debate of, like, do you make more expansions or, or make full-blooded sequels? And they chose expansions. Yeah, and I think to a degree, like, like this one almost seems to be blurring the line where it almost kind of, like, is a mixture between a sequel and an expansion. Because, like, you also have that thing of, like, you don't... Like, it's crazy this game came out, like, 2016, like, you know, almost five years ago now. But, like, when people have invested all that time, like, you don't want to lose, like, all the... Even if it's just stuff that you've earned in-game, like, cosmetics and stuff yeah. like that. The thing I wonder is should maybe Overwatch 1 should become free-to-play. Right, and, yeah. And then mm. you generate more interest, you get more players, you get more people focusing on Overwatch like League of Legends in a way, which is free. Mm. And like you've got Overwatch 2 is the paid version, which seems more premium. It's got the PvE. It's got all that. And like you could do it that way. And I think that would like help boost the player numbers, which Overwatch definitely needs. And especially if it wants to stay relevant into the future, because I know how important Overwatch League is for them, but you need players, you need new people coming in. And I think that is the best way to do it. That, that's actually a really good point because then you could almost have like for someone who's like a newer player like the original Overwatch could almost serve as like a free trial like just literally like you know play it like it's free to play you can get a sense of like how the game plays and the mechanics and then if you really like it and want to play it longer term you can go to like the quote-unquote premium version which is Overwatch so that that's actually yeah I think a really good idea they're also exploring other monetization options instead of loot boxes so do we expect a battle pass like Fortnite and Apex Legends Considering the whole loot boxes, a gambling debate and yeah. all that and how popular battle passes and mm. that are. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I think probably it, it would make sense. Like in part because like you say, like there has been a massive backlash against loot boxes. Like it's, they, they just have such a bad rap now in the gaming media. Um, so I think probably it would be wise to do that because it's, it's still a way for them to like monetize certain things, but it, it doesn't have quite the same kind of negative kind of stigma around it. Um, so yeah, probably I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. I just don't see loot boxes like being worth it because it just creates so much debate. Mm. And I think the debate for that's ended. And I think with the EU ruling against them everywhere, like with FIFA and all that, I just don't think it'll be a thing. Yeah. So expect something like that. I wouldn't expect a release date because they said in their quarterly report that they don't expect it to be 2021. Same with uh, Diablo 4. And they'll probably acknowledge a delay because Jeff Kaplan's normally like playing that kind of... Like, I'm just a developer. I'm on your side. Yeah. And he said there's still a ways to go and just to manage expectations. Hopefully with all that, I don't know if it's too late. I think there's a couple moves they can do that can make it more interesting for new players mm. and people who haven't got in yet. And they have to. They have to do something. And I'm curious what they say about it because Blizzard doing free-to-play isn't unheard of. 
Yeah, it's not. And I, I think, like you say, that's what could keep it viable. Because, like, even though, I mean, say it was to release next year and it, you know, by then would have been around six years since the original Overwatch. I think they can still generate interest if they experiment with, like, yeah, like you say, like maybe making the original game free to play or kind of experimenting with that. So, yeah. and yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how kind of the, the development unfolds with it. But yeah, sure. You can expect an update on Overwatch 2 and mm. all the stuff we said. So, moving on to our last section. And before we jump into that, I just want to mention that we're not talking about Hearthstone because it'll be an expansion with cards mm. and some other game mode that we can't predict. StarCraft 2 is dead to them. Um, you might see an update. You might see something on Warcraft 3 or Forge, like I said. Basically, mm. like, we're sorry we got caught. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Heroes of the Storm might get a character. They might just do that over, look, we still care. Mm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> That's a game we care about. They don't care. I missed that chance. And I don't want Overwatch to end up like Heroes of the Storm. I like Heroes of the Storm. I was going to say that. It was pretty casual League of Legends and with Warcraft yeah. characters. And I always thought it was, yeah, a shame that it didn't actually get more of an audience because I think it had a lot of, Did yeah. Did you ever play it? I think I played a little bit of it, yeah, just just a little bit. But I was more of a League League of Legends player, so it was, it was probably not going to pull me away longer term. That's true. It's <laughs> like once you're in League, it's like... Every other You're thing feels permanently, <laughs> or even Dota too. Like they needed to carve that spot mm. earlier than they did. Yeah. So yeah, moving on to World of Warcraft, their big game that just said Shadowlands release. Um, it launched on the October twenty seventh. So you can expect details for its first major patch being nine point one point zero. This only really matters if you care about World of Warcraft. If you don't, well, uh, this is not for you. I, as a World of Warcraft player. Who is not actively playing right now i'm curious what to do so world of warcraft is a bunch of panels a half hour what's next panel which will be like i said and a deep dive panel so obviously they announce the what's next and they deep dive even harder on certain things mm. so it also has an hour long for a q a so like there's a lot of world of warcraft stuff obviously first major patch the first major patches have been relatively minor often adding a new, like, continuing story campaigns and maybe adding a raid. The one for Legion added Karazhan as a mythic dungeon. Right. I don't remember what BFA added, but I don't think it added anything substantial. <laughs> yeah. However, they've got 9.0.5 coming out, which is adding a few non-substantial things, mm -hmm. like Valor Points are coming back. So, like, they went full-on anti-currency, and then they've gone, like, you know what? It adds player choice. Which is exactly why people like currencies. Mm. Like, that's it. Um, <laughs> so, I expect it to include a raid. Because Castle Nathri is done. It's released all its wings and looking for raid. So, obviously, there needs to be what's the next end game. And so, a few months away. So, with 9.0.5 coming out in March. So, expect 9.1.0 in, like, May. Like, late May. I think by then they'll desperately need something out. And yeah. this should be substantial enough to keep interest. Because I think I, they know what they have to do to keep players interested. Mm. I think. I'm hoping <laughs> they do. So, to succeed Castle Nathria, what do I think it'll be? Because there's a few options. It's probably going to take place in a zone that's already featured. There's a few storylines they can do. There could be Bastion to deal with Uther's faction. Because Uther ends up in Bastion. <laughs> and sort of rebels because he wants his memory because he fucking hates Arthur's. <laughs> and so there's that, which 
The story for that hasn't finished. I know if you pick the covenant for them, it obviously will go into it. And there'll be a large part of the story. I pick Revendreth because vampires. Yeah, there's also Ardenwild, which is the magical forest of which is like when you talk about Blizzard designing an area, it mm. is like ten out of ten. I think it's one of the most beautiful zones in World of Warcraft. And they've nailed it with Shadowlands. And uh there's also there's Ardenwild they haven't finished the storyline dealing with the faction called the Drust, which right. appeared in Battle for Azeroth. It's kind of like these haunted tree folk. Of like Irish, like Celtic mythology, kind of. They're really cool, and it's like the um, cult here in Druid gets forms based on the Drust. Oh, nice! So yeah. they look really creepy, hmm. and it's really cool. And Blizzard is still like is still such a strength of theirs as designing zones. Hey? Designing zones like, is still their strength. Yeah. Whether you what else you, you believe about the rest of it, yeah, <laughs> is very different. Um, it could also deal with the Primus, the missing leader of Maldraxxus, who is. Like, there's a lot of theories and stuff going for him. So, mm. you know, there's a lot happening with World of Warcraft right now. But I think what's more interesting is what has been rumoured about a certain sequel to World of Warcraft Classic, which, uh, if you're familiar with World of Warcraft, it can only mean one thing, that you are not prepared for the Burning Crusade <laughs> Classic. So there's leaks, there's rumours. It's pretty substantial. Like, this is going to happen because... Yeah. Like, Classic was launched in August 2019, right at the end, and has completed its patch cycle to the Naxxramas raid. So Classic is done. It's had its full release schedule yep. done. It's completed. It's, like, at the cycle. end. <laughs> so the cycle is complete. So I expect a trailer and some de- some major details because I think they've already done the hard work, which was literally putting it all together in the first place, working out how it all would function so I think they've done all that already. Wow Classic was a success. They talk about it in their reports, the president of Blizzard Entertainment said if it's a success, they'd make the Burning Crusade of Wrath. He also has since mentioned it is a success, as detailed in multiple earning calls for Activision Blizzard. TBC Classic is 100% happening. Like Classic, I'm very excited to mm. jump back in. Hopefully I'm not going around a big holiday this time because... That really interrupted Classic yeah, for me. Yeah, that timing. Like, the, like <laughs> the first month of um, Classic, I wasn't here. I was at home. <laughs> I was in the US and couldn't play it. So I felt like I missed out, and then I didn't get back into it when I got back. But yeah. I sort of focused when I started. I was like so focused. I was loving it. And then just you stop playing and then it's, it's just it's probably almost unfortunate hey like probably like if you had been there for that whole month like maybe you would even still be you know sort of playing it regularly now like may- maybe not but like i think it was it was such a big deal like when it launched like to actually have been there on day one and i kind of regret like not i love not launch. actually going back because i i played a little bit of wow classic but only a bit later like sometime last year and of last year but I, I do regret not kind of like jumping in when it when it launched in 2019 launch that was very cool. fun there were queues yeah it was like, crazy the volume of people. so the question is for this is like how do they do it because there's a lot of things they could do with making a new like a follow-up and just like blizzard gave out a survey asking people what they wanted it to kind of look like and like they put they literally wrote thinking about the potential ways a player could start a character in classic burning crusade which of the following would you most prefer select one continue playing my current classic character on my existing server as it progresses to the burning crusade expansion with the option to transfer to a classic server that will never progress past level 60 Mm. 
The other one was start a brand new character from level 58 on a new Burning Crusade server, or start a brand new character from level 1 on a Burning Crusade server, or continue playing my current class of character on my existing server that will never progress past 60 with the option to transfer to a Burning Crusade server. So there are a lot of interesting options, and like, obviously there's a lot of pros and cons to them all, and I think this is the hardest part to figure out. Like, more than any other thing. Well, that's an interesting discussion to have. Mm. Because, like, you could ask, like, how many Blood Elf Paladins were there? <laughs> and it's too just, many. just too many. Like, <laughs> way too many Blood Elf Paladins. <laughs> and I think option four sounds the best. Because you're not breaking up the classic communities. Obviously, Burning Crusade needs to find its new ones. And not a lot of, not everyone will want to continue on. Some yeah. people will want a classic server. And they will want to play in the community they already have. It just does make it more awkward how they would go about it because obviously option one is the one they want. They want yeah. you to just they yeah. just want to make it upgrade. And then if you want to go to classic, you can. But I think like the classic servers are already created. They already have their communities. And as people progress onwards, they leave them behind, but it still leaves them like some will continue on. Yeah. Whether if they do the other option, people will be split on different realms again. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting like discussion. Like, I, th- I think probably that option four is a good one in the sense that I, I think you're right that even if they they come out with Burning Crusade, I think there would actually probably be a pretty strong core that would just stay with Classic because I think there were so many people that for so long just wanted to get that original vanilla experience. Um, so I think there would be a decent amount of people that would actually just stay on. And like you say, like they've had time to kind of form, you know, guilds and like communities on the servers now again. So I, th- I think probably a decent amount of people would, ju- would just want to stay at level 60 and just do vanilla stuff. Um, but then obviously, yeah, having the option to go on to a, a Burning Crusade server. I do find the option interesting of starting a character from level 58. So yeah. So like you start it from mm. Burning Crusade, which like for new players who haven't played it, makes a lot of sense it saves them the grind of doing you know the classic leveling yeah but it also kind of takes it out of it because then you're going to make a blood elf it's going to be 58 in hellfire yeah so it's like do they mix Mm. it up and go servers where that you know like our old private servers if you ever played them they used to level (laughs) 70 servers level 80 servers and that yeah that that's an interesting thing too because almost if if they decide to make it that you can start at 58 like it's almost making it more like retail where like you can skip levels and stuff like that and like obviously a lot of people wanted this experience because it is more like the original thing where you had to like go through that grind and like always level up so it's, it's an interesting dilemma i think yeah yeah so there are a lot of so many interesting questions you can have about what they're gonna do and hopefully they make the right one i got a feeling it's gonna the problem with you transferring characters is that you're already at an advantage yeah so like yeah i guess that's the same with the burning crusade as a whole anyway because when it when the burning crusade came out guess what like it doesn't matter what level you are some people are in outland you're not Mm. so i don't don't think it'll matter I probably think it'll be the transfer thing. I think they'll do option one. Yeah. And option three, which is starting character from level one, will be for new players. 
And I think the thing of having a choice always is always better when it comes to like, like just consumers in general. Like it's better to have the choice of like either continuing on just with classic and then going to Burning Crusade if you want to. I think that that's always going to be the better option. But yeah. like you said, it's, it's almost a thing where they're kind of, I think to a degree, it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like if they pick any of those options, like they're going to have supporters and like detractors either way. Because uh, they will have pros and cons. You can expect them to make a decision on that. And um, I think that's about it for this video about everything you can expect from BlizzCon line in 2021. Uh, there's a lot. There is actually a lot. And there's there is quite possibly a lot, yeah. some unannounced stuff. I doubt it with Blizzard. It's probably their biggest biggest year for a while in terms of like, you know, just full sequels and just kind of like interesting in stuff. In terms of announcing out. stuff. Like yeah. a lot of these was don't expect it this year. Yeah, like, exactly, I expect the yeah. Burning Crusade this year. Mm. Like I do, because yeah. they've done the hard work. Because by August it'd be two years as well. So yeah, I can I can just see it happening. Mm. Like it just seems easier. I'm curious what happens to classic as a whole. Will they do rollback mm. servers that restart from the get go again? Now that yeah. would be fascinating as like a mechanic. But I think that's about it for this discussion. Thanks for joining me, Callum. No worries. I've Mitch. If you enjoyed this discussion, please smash the like button into oblivion. <laughs> and uh, get it back, please. We Smash it, it, don't just hit it. <laughs> or some other YouTube garbage. Um, <laughs> if you do, if you like it even more than that, hit subscribe and get the next one every week tentatively. <laughs> <laughs> With a wink. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge. That's it. It is the goal to have these out weekly, but we've been a bit lazy lately. Um, yeah, and if you have any questions or anything you'd like to add, feedback, etc., uh, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. I do read them and respond to them, except Heroes 3 ones, because there's so many. There's too many to keep track of. Too many, and I don't play Heroes 3. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for watching, and hopefully we'll see you on the next podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.